Welcome to the Man Up, Man Down podcast, presented by Volker Baluda and David Pawsey. We discuss the pressures and challenges faced by men approaching middle age that we're often too embarrassed to speak about with our friends. You can find us online at www.manupdown.com. Enjoy the show and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hello, everyone. So this is, um, it's always an honor. It's always a bit awkward to record a first episode of a new podcast. So once I've done that, the last time I've done that was about four years ago, um, on a Skype call to Singapore. And I was, I wouldn't say terrified, but doing it again is a bit awkward. So if if, if I'm rumbling on a bit, um, it's, it's because of that, right? There's always a Bit of nerves in there, but it's it's a new project we're launching. If I say we, it's myself and it's David. Hello, hi David. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. And uh, I think I'm going to give you a run for your money in the rambling stakes, Volker. <laughs> Great, that's going to be fun. So D- David and I sat down um, a few weeks, a few months ago. I don't actually remember. Um, so we got introduced last year, and, and David is um, he has been on my podcast, Stories of Success, and. Um, he he's a I don't know you can introduce yourself in a bit but you know he he writes content he he's an ex journal he has a puppy he's over forty and I'm like wait a second we we have a lot of things in common and we we started talking over if I say over my website that he kindly wrote for me so I did pay him for it um, just on a side <laughs> note here <laughs> I don't just take everything for free although I, I enjoy doing that we we stayed in touch we 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 noticed over the years. You know, with with the pandemic, with the puppy, with the kids, there's so much you know shit going on in our lives that is so similar, and we we believe, or actually, I'm definitely convinced, men over forty, and you know, the question is, I mean, that's that's the first question here to discuss, right? Is this podcast for men over forty or midlife men? But where do we start, right? It could be anyone from, if I say, I reckon, thirty-five to fifty-five, or, or maybe older. But this podcast is for for men like us that you know have have thought about throwing it all in in the pandemic, you know, getting a house somewhere at the end of the world, and then realizing we can't do that because we have a puppy or we got a puppy during lockdown. We can't do it because we have kids. Interesting enough, I mentioned the puppy before I mentioned the kids. <laughs> um, you know, is it midlife crisis? Is it is it half time? Right? Is it about buying the jack because you you can because you always wanted to? We almost packed our bags to move to Edinburgh as a family and then decided to stay. But these are the things we want to talk about and mental health as well. As you say, we you know we we share a lot of interests and I think you know that ranges from sort of personal development through to, well, having a similar sense of humour, I guess. But, you know, yes, some of this will be attempt at humour. There's German humour involved, so don't forget. Okay, okay. (laughs) How does that differ from uh, English humour? See, some people say it's very similar, although I think most Brits always think that Germans don't have a sense of humour. Is it just uh, more abrupt, (laughs) said with more uh, determination? (laughs) I mean... Germans are direct, right? I mean, there's no no bullshit, you know. I I think I think it was last week when someone gave me that feedback um, on on a Slack group. Oh, Volker, you know, you're missing this whole like, oh, how do you do? How was your weekend? It's straight in. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's not time for that. It's a 
yeah and again i think that sort of where we're quite similar is that well you know people often say to me that i'm very honest and very open you know sometimes probably a bit too much but for the purposes of a podcast it's gonna you know be some listening gold but um that doesn't mean if someone tells you you're direct and honest they say you're rude yeah (laughs) so the british way of saying you're rude (laughs) well uh, i i sort of saw a meme the other day where um, it basically had, you know, for for with the English when we say "oh, we'll see," yeah, that basically means no, you know. Well, it's all, all, all these different ways of, of saying no. So we, we probably should introduce ourselves, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let let me start. I'm, I'm using the same introduction we have on our website. So we do have a website which is called menupdown.com, and the reason we came up with men up men down was. When, when we grew up, and it's, it's a very similar me, you know, meaning or, or phrase in German, right? And we were told to man up, right? Because men don't cry. Men don't, don't show feelings. They don't show emotions. And we both believe that's wrong. And quite frankly, I, I have difficulty showing emotions. I'm getting better at it, I think. But I'm not like you know, other people I know that are much more emotional. So... You know, that's something I want to talk about, you know, in, in one of the episodes as well. But yeah, so, so men don't cry, men, men up, right? Um, but then there's men down as well, right? Because men suffer mental health issues. I mean, we all have challenges through, through the pandemic. Um, I, I took a lot of redundancies, so that's a bit of background to myself. And I started meditating whew, 15 years ago now. And I believe without meditation, which led to more personal awareness, more connecting to my inner self, I, you know, I don't know if I had survived, if I say seven odd redundancies in my life. And I deliberately say survived because, mm. you know, there are a lot of people, if I say our age, that suffer with mental health. Um, you know, so we're, getting, we're, getting, we're getting to the cheerful bits now. Yeah, yeah. We, we're going straight, really straight deep in, it. right? Yeah. And we were just at the introduction. So, um. So maybe we pick that up later, but that's that's why we have the title "Men Up, Men Down" because there, there are a lot of men that are down and don't want to talk about it. Luckily, I think my mental health is is good, and I bring it down to to mindfulness. So I, I also teach mindfulness. So that's a bit about me. Um, as I already said, I am from Germany. That's 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 why I'm German. But I do have a British passport now since since Brexit stroke. Oh, a good good Brit, blue British passport. Uh, I still have to, uh, was it red? I still have a red one, I think. About, yes, European yeah. Union one. And you, if you, yeah. I, but, uh, well, when you get your next one, it'll be blue. You never know. My, my wife's Scottish, you see. Maybe I get the Scottish one next. But, uh, you know, again, that's a different discussion. So I have a German sense of humour or, or, or not. I work as a sales consultant these days. So I, I had a sales career for many years, 15 odd years. And I ended up going into companies usually for a year or two help them structure sales teams. And usually, if I say American companies, without offense, they came over, wanted to buy a European company. I took redundancy a year later, sometimes made some money. Most of the times I didn't. Yeah, I did that over and over again. And I figured it's better for me to go in as a contractor consultant. I can charge a higher day rate and I don't just have to justify myself every two years and go like, oh, I had to leave that job because of redundancy. I could just go and say that didn't enjoy working there anymore. You know, the assignment changed. So that's why I became a sales consultant. And I really enjoy working with different companies. 
doing that. I also work in recruitment, which is sales. Really enjoy that. I do a bit of coaching on the side. So working with, you know, dads and non-dads and, you know, people that want to improve their career and want to identify a little bit more what, what they want to do differently to perform better. Um, now I'm rambling on, but uh, I wrote a book on productivity many years ago, which I'm sure we talk about, as you said, personal development. And then I wrote a book on success on the back of my podcast, Stories of Success, which became a bestseller, Ray. So really enjoy, you know, writing about, um, about personal development and, and success. I'm also a father of two boys. They are, if I say one is early teens, the other one not yet in the teens. My, my wife's Scottish, I already mentioned that. We live in, um, in a small village just north of Brighton, so still easy commuting distance to London, although during lockdown I didn't miss London at all, and I don't miss a commute to London either. And we recently got a puppy, so a little miniature sausage dog called Arnie, who is slowly turning a corner. Yeah, and that's probably all about me. Who are you, David? Who am I? Oh, well, that's that's the big existential question, isn't it? Who are any of us for? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's oh. why we're here. That's why exactly. we're here to discuss who we are as men. But yeah. So, well, I have a 12-year-old daughter and a nine-year-old son. I'm not married, but I've been with my partner for 17 years. We also have uh, a puppy. It wasn't quite a lockdown puppy. I mean, this, this pretty much sums up uh, my life, I guess, is that... Um, I mean, we moved, well, I live halfway between London and Brighton. We moved down here um, about 10 years ago because we wanted to bring our children down from, like, we moved down from London. We wanted to bring our children up in a sort of, well, in an outdoorsy rural environment. And we always said, oh, we're going to get a dog. When the children are old enough, we're going to get a dog. And then we went into lockdown. We said, right, if you guys are good during lockdown, we'll get that puppy and then basically realised that everybody else in the UK was getting puppies. So we finally got one just as we came out of lockdown, Archie Beagle, which has, I'd say, he's, I mean, he's a lovely dog and, you know, he's everything I'd want a dog to be. But I'd say that the last sort of, well, he's, he's about 15 months old. So, well, we've had him just over a year. But I'd say that year, well, no, I think we've had him 14 months now. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, yeah. That, that has been one of the biggest challenges. You know, it's, it's been a lot more involved than I thought. I just thought, you know, we get a puppy, you just take him out for a long walk in the morning, knacker him out. Then, you know, he'll sleep all day while I work. I can have him in the office. Um, <laughs> and it hasn't quite worked out that way. I'd say that I'm I'm probably at the the other end of the spectrum. I have suffered from a lot of mental health issues yeah. over my life. Funnily enough, and I've I mean I I started learning about mindfulness. Well, oh, I don't know, six seven years ago maybe, and I sort of dip in and out of it. But I mean, like this this week, I've got back into it. I mean, mainly because I, I kind of felt like things were getting on top a bit. And yeah. I mean, that, I think that's the funny thing about mindfulness um, is that it's not it's not like, you know, you you meditate for X amount of, of minutes and then, you know, you start floating. It's for no. me, it's one of those things where, you know, if I'm not doing it, then, you know, it's not like an immediate sort of fall off a cliff. But after several weeks, I'm like, mm, I'm not 
coping with things very well. And, yeah. you know, and I think that's the thing with mindfulness. And I'd say that that sort of, I mean, I guess that's something else we'll talk about, but I sort of see mindfulness as one of my sort of pillars for, for keeping me balanced, I guess, you know, and that's yeah. what mindfulness exercise sustainable amount of work and well sleep you know sleep something that uh that yeah. i have a, a complicated relationship with and again you know i think with when i'm you know sort of got a good mindfulness practice going on that's a lot better but yeah if, if i've sort of have a week where i've not had much sleep then everything suffers and yeah my family know to uh to tread around me but yeah i mean i i guess i've sort of developed well i think i belong to a triathlon club and i remember quite a few years ago one of the members just well you know sitting around having coffee after a swim session but he was talking about this book called the chimp paradox and, and he said oh well it's it's really helped me with my anxiety and i was like oh right yeah you know i suffer from that a lot and I got it for, or asked for it for Christmas. And, you know, since then I've, I've read a lot of books, a lot of audio books, podcasts. Yeah. And I mean, the thing for me is, is that, well, you know, it's that old classic that you can buy as many self-development books as you want, but you've got to A, read them, but also you've got to put those things in action. And, and, you know, and I think, well, this is something that we've discussed a lot is that, it's it's trying to trying to find that sort of system or well you know I've for me I've described it as pillars but yeah finding what works for you and and you know I guess if we're sort of bringing it back round to being a man in the uh, the twenty first century it's yeah you know our, our our roles have changed a lot. Well, I don't know if I actually said this, but I spent many years as a, a stay-at-home dad when we had my daughter. I mean, my partner, she is the main breadwinner. So, it you know, it's like, well, we could put the, my daughter in childcare and my salary would just about cover that. Or, you know, it's like, well, I could stay at home, build up some freelance work. And, yeah, you know, I I often have moments where I think, if I hadn't sort of done that and, and work for myself, you know, if I'd stayed in the corporate world, you know, I've got friends that, that are doing pretty well now at sort of director level and some very, you know, big companies. And I think, Oh, could that be me? But then, you know, I feel sort of, especially now, I mean, my daughter started secondary school, which has just brought in a whole new sort of level of parenting challenges you know, we, we live in a small village, so she was at a small village school where you knew everyone, you knew all the parents, and then she's gone off to the secondary school. And we actually sort of had our first, um, it was like a drama show. And that was like the first opportunity, like that was, I think, a week or two ago, the first opportunity to like go to something there and, and meet other parents. Um, but, you know, that again, that's been another thing about the pandemic, the sort of... Again, something we've talked about. On one hand, it's like, oh, it's a novelty to go back in the school and and, and yeah. see the play. But then suddenly, it's like, all oh, right, I've got sports day today. I've got this. I've got that. Yeah. It's just I don't know. Well, that's you know another thing about being a parent or a dad is is just constantly running your children to different things. And 
it's you know it, it's sort of and, and this is kind of like a little whinge that i've had to my my partner is like oh i don't i don't seem to have much time for myself yeah you know and, and life is i think when you've got you know children that aren't quite i mean i think your your boys are i know sorry how old did you say your boy so nice. well? um, 11 and 13 now so oh, right so yeah, yeah they're a little bit older but um it's you know they're sort of getting to an age where they're being more independent but <laughs> they can't drive so and as we say you know we yeah. live in quite a small village so a lot of her friends from secondary school are yeah a drive yeah. away i mean you 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 you're speaking about a lot of topics there we, we we're going to cover right and obviously aim is to you know spend 45 minutes on on each topic so so for an intro it's actually quite interesting what, what you say there because you know if, if i'm allowed to unpick that a bit because i i'm stay-at-home dad now but that was after the pandemic right i'm now working from home three days a week so my wife mm -hmm. can go out and work full day shift and i can go into london still two days a week so the two days in london i i actually to, to your point have time for myself because i spent three hours commuting yeah but it's also a total waste of my time right commuting because we can do everything online so there's a train start strikes recently. So at a time of recording recently. So by the time this goes goes live, we probably don't talk about the biggest rail strike in history anymore. Um, well, we'll have something else to worry about by the time the uh, it's probably the alien invasion will be uh, on the front pages. I think probably. I mean, you know, I mean, the rail strike didn't have a huge impact on us because everyone was like, I just work from home. You know, I don't give a shit. I mean, yeah. it has. Of course, it has impact on, on people that need to go to offices or, or work. Like, like my wife is a nurse, so she can't she can't work from home. The parent the pa mm. patients don't um, don't come to her. But I mean, you were stay at home dad, or you are stay at home dad. If I say from the outset, so how how did that, if you don't mind me asking, fit in with with a typical man picture of you know you, you have to be the breadwinner, you have to earn a lot of money, you have to have this expensive car, right? There's this image we we drilled drilled into from early age at least i've you know although if i asked my parents they would probably say no no we, we never told you you have to earn a lot of money but i always felt like i had to go and you know diving into my history i always felt like i had to die go to the best university so i chose the university which was the best reputation and and i failed university in germany i can openly say that because it was too theoretically I, mm. I didn't enjoy it. I, I could do all the math stuff. I'm, I'm really good at math. So I did a combined degree of, of, of management and engineering. So engineering bit was easy. The, the, the management stuff was like memorizing stuff. And I'm like, I'm memorizing shit. I don't ever need again. And I, I didn't enjoy that. So I went to a different university. So Germany at the time had different universities. And it was a little bit more practical approach. So similar to the UK university system which then led me to go to to um, to Aberdeen University, which which is why my wife's Scottish, because I, I met her there. I mean, I could have met anyone there, right? It's, it's international, but, you know, chances there. Um, anyway, so um, when, when I went to university in, in, in Aberdeen, it was more practical. So I finished a, an engineering degree as a first class. I finished my, my MBA with, with commendation. So I did really well. So you know, it's just whichever system works. So, so I was then once of a sudden successful again, right? I was on track to do what I had to do. And obviously this, this is a podcast I, I ran for four years, you know, how, how do you define success? So I mm. ask myself the question now, but how, how did it feel for you? If I say not necessarily fulfilling, 
you know, this this image men were supposed to be fulfilling. Was that oh. a problem? Yeah, well, you, you've you've hit on lots of things. Sorry, uh, there. <laughs> oh no, well, don't don't apologise, Volker. Uh, we've got airspace to fill. So, oh yeah, <laughs> let me fill it. Yeah, I mean, so at the time. I've been working on a, a trade publication at the Financial Times. I was a journalist, and uh, yeah, there was there was a lot going on. I mean, I guess that was when I'd say I, I sort of really became aware of of mental health issues, um, and I had to take time off from that job for a, for a couple of weeks because um, I was yeah just suffering from anxiety. Yeah, and the thing is, I got to do some amazing things you know i sat on and some you know sort of relatively historic events sort of during the credit crunch or the credit crisis you know and i've sat on tables with um oh, some senior politicians obviously the person that i was going to mention his name's completely gone out of my head <laughs> maybe better um, way. yeah it, and oh and you know there was sort of a lot of I mean, you know, I get taken to Wembley to see England play. I actually got the opportunity to play on the pitch at Wembley myself. Um, wow. But yeah, you know, sort of got schmoozed a lot. But then a lot of that would involve sort of evenings out. And when we had my daughter, I was like, actually, I just sort of want nine to five. I got, I mean, I got a sort of, I think it was a six month contract with a, um, well, with, with, a communications role in local government and it was around that time it was like well actually you know when Alicia goes back to work then I will sort of take that on and again I guess this is sort of pandemic you know one of the things that we want to talk about about the pandemic but you know at the time I was like right I'm going to write a blog about fatherhood that sort of I'm going to you know build that up and I never did never got around to it and you know, I started doing bits, bits and pieces of freelance work. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was, you know, it was a challenging time in, you know, sort of going. What I found odd was going to sort of toddler, you know, toddler groups and things. And, you know, there would occasionally be another man there. But again, it's almost like I'm not the sort of person that would be like, oh, there's a man. I'll go and talk to him. You know, I. Yeah. You talk without, to all the mummies. Is that what you without saying? sounding salacious, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy in, in the company of women. But I think, you know, I've... Yeah, well, you know, I've been described as being sensitive. You know, I don't, I don't think I am a typical man's man. And I guess I've never sort of been... You know, I had sort of sales, telesales jobs early on in my career. And I realised that I wasn't necessarily motivated and driven by money. Yeah. You know, and I am in a very lucky position where, you know, my partner earns very good money. Yeah. So, you know, I have had the opportunity to sort of grow my business slowly. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a funny one. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's just so interesting that a lot of, well, I think there's two things. One, especially, well, I think in the UK, I mean, I'd, I went traveling in Australia many years ago. Yeah. And I'd sort of, I'd finished university. I'd been working for a couple of years. Uh, you know, going to Australia, the only time I ever got asked what I did for a living was speaking to other English people. 
And it was just never really yeah. a topic of conversation that came up, with, particularly with Australians. Yeah, you know, I'm, I've always kind of been like, I don't want to be defined by how I yeah. earn my money. Um, you know, I've always seen that as one small part of my my personality in my life. And yeah. Um, it's interesting because, see, I, I've always, I always wanted to earn lots of money. That was always my say, dream, mm-hmm. right? It's a big house and everything else. And the only pass I ever saw was going to university and, and doing doing what everyone else did, right? Join a big company. And it took me until when I started getting self-employed. So that's, you know, more or less now five, six years, right? That I actually now start enjoying what I'm doing mm. because I'm in charge. I'm much more entrepreneurial. I'm looking at different things. So hindsight, right? If if and, and to be honest, I earn more money now than I ever earned corporate side. But it's money is not important anymore. It's, you know, now once of a sudden I, I get this fulfillment from actually doing things I enjoy, which also comes with money, which is, you know, it's the added benefit. But I'm, I'm always wondering, hindsight, should, should I have left school, should I have left uni and just worked and done my own thing? Well, you know, and sort of bringing it back round to me again. So, um, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, one thing I was going to say is that... Yeah. Um, my parents divorced when I was quite young. Um, yeah. And as a result, I have a, you know, I think it's a, yeah, a complicated relationship with them. I love them both dearly. Yeah. Um, but I guess I was always very conscious of wanting to be a parent that was around a lot. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing is, though, it's easy for me to say this because I'm in this really lucky position where, you know, Alicia does earn... Um, you know, in the top 10% or what, you know, however it's yeah. defined, you know, we're not, we don't, you know, we don't have expensive Jaguars or anything, Volker. Yeah. But uh, we... my, my Jaguar wasn't expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's that thing, isn't it? It's, it's easy for people that have relative comfort to say, well, money's not important, isn't it? But it is, you know, it is that thing of, of you know, to me, you know, I still have financial goals and aspirations. Um, yeah. and, and especially now that the children are growing up and, you know, don't want to be around me so much. So I guess, you know, I'm getting more free time. Yeah. But again, it's like, well, I'm not necessarily using that free time to spend more time on my business. It's like, well, actually, yeah. I can do things like this, which energize me. And, well, you know, I, I guess I am. You know, coming from being a journalist, it's sort of having natural curiosity. And I guess that's sort of something that I want to explore. But again, it's like, well, as a financial journalist, I had to cover just financial financial things. Yeah. Whereas I guess I've I've always haven't had an interest in people. And I think, you know, everyone has a story. Oh, everyone has a story. But I love how you said that in Australia, because like um, you know, that they don't ask. You know, but, but essentially, they don't give a shit where your money is coming from. You know, it's about you as a person. Yeah. And I heard that from one of my podcast guests, Pascal Finet, who I say, adore. For, I mean, we did two podcasts and we talked and talked. And um, anyway, but he he's great. Um, and, it, you know, and anyone who's interested can 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 search for him. He said he moved to um, Boulder, Colorado um, a few years ago, I think actually during lockdown. And he says 
people there don't define themselves by work. They define themselves like if they go mountain biking and skiing or which sport they do. So when people meet, it's going like, are you a mountain biker or you a skier kind of thing? And yeah. Like, this is awesome, right? To, to use American term. Why, why is it a European thing that, you know, we define ourselves by, by our jobs and, 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 and by money? I mean, as, as I got older, as I said earlier, right? I'm, I'm, I'm less, you know, I, you know, people ask me what I do. I said, I, I consult, right? I don't really care. I don't need to mm. talk about it anymore. And, you know, I constantly think about, oh, should I do something different? You know, more fulfilling. Although, as I say, I'm, I'm more fulfilled than I ever was. But we, we get into this red race. A lot of us do. And I find it really interesting. You now we're going off on another tangent. But working as a recruiter, I talk to a lot of people I, I place, right? And uh, I had someone the other day, and that's probably something we need to talk about as, as, as well in one of the episodes. Um, if I say home and hybrid working and the new way of working. But the I, I spoke to a candidate and I said, the client asks you to, to come to the office once, ideally twice a week in London. And the candidate said, nope, not going to do that. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't? No, it's a two and a half hour round trip. Can't be bothered. I can work from where I am. And that's it. Um, so the, the future of work, I think, will change because if I say five to 10 years ago, I would have said to that person, why would you do that? It's a huge, it's a great opportunity, right? You, you're missing out on stuff. Nowadays, I'm going, you know what? I totally respect that because you got your boundaries. You mm-hmm. obviously have a job that earns you enough money. You might, and I, I've, I don't know the person you know, if I say any, any details about the person, but, you know, she, she might live in a really nice rural environment, you know, maybe with her family or close to family. She might have a dog, you know, can go for walks and mm. whatever makes her happy, right? Or she has a collection of, um, you know, Jaguars at home. And that's, you know, and, and if she was in London, she couldn't afford to, the garages for it. Yeah. But it's about being happy in, in your own place. And that takes priority now. And I think for, for many people our age, it, was, it would have been a dream to do that, to say, no, 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 we're not going to do that. And it's changing. And I'm, I'm trying to distill that into my children. That, and it's difficult for them to understand. Um, so, so my youngest, and, and I can say that, he had some, some difficulties at school recently with, you know, with, with another child. And I told him, and, uh, you know, it's a typical phrase you see on all these billboards, right? Like, you know, don't, don't listen to what other people want you to do. Do your own thing, you know, you're in, in your heart, you know, Steve Jobs, you already know what, what, what yeah. you want to do, right? For an 11-year-old, this is difficult to understand. For a lot of people at my age, this is bloody difficult mm. to understand, right? So to not listen to someone else, you know, telling you to, to do things. And... I just always did what I thought was expected of me. And yeah. a, a big part, and, and I say that as a coach, if I say with my coaching hat on, a big part of life for me is, is unlearning things you have learned, right? Through your, through your childhood, through your parents' input. You know, and, and I'm not saying it's always your parents, right? It's, it's society as well. So, so last, last point on that, just, you know, ranting on here. But our generation... So I'm born 77, and, and I think you, you, you're probably much, much younger than me. But yeah, yeah, 1978. So. <laughs> there we go. We, we, we are post-war. So my parents were, were born 43 and 44. And, you know, may, maybe not so much in Britain, but in, in Germany, if, you know, you felt guilty after the war, right? That mm. was like, 
you know, we we didn't start it. It was Adolf, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't want that to ever happen again. Um, it was so drilled into us from, from an early childhood. If if I compare that to, if I say, older generations, and, and if I say people born 1970 to 76, maybe, and I did, I did this unofficial study talking to maybe a handful of people, I think they are much more, oh, yeah, we have a career, we have one job, we go for it. And then you have the generation 76 to 79, maybe, that are a bit lost, kind of like we, we want to follow this path. But on the other hand, we want to be free. And I count myself into that. And I think that's why I had this varied and, you know, career, you know, in quotation mark career. And then you have the generation after that just don't give a shit about the norms and, and just do what they want to do which I think is fantastic. And I always wanted to be like that. Anyway, yeah. we're, we're the in-between generation, are we? Uh, yeah, well, you know, we're, it's that classic that um, we've, you know, we've adopted the internet and digital technology. Yeah. But, you know, we, we knew life beforehand, whereas, you know, the generation after us are the ones that it's all they've known. But yeah, you've, you've touched on quite a few few things there. I mean, like my dad, he... Yeah, he had one, well, worked for British Telecom. And when when he, well, he did national service. After the war, we had national service in the UK. You've done national service in Germany, haven't you? We, we, we did. Um, so I did my 10 months uh, in, in the old bunker of Dönitz. I don't know right. if you remember Dönitz. He was the admiral for the German fleet during the Second World War. So we, we were sitting in his bunker. You know, if I say fun times, I learned how to touch type. <laughs> That's the only oh, thing well. I really, you know, yeah. so I can touch type. I was the best of my class. Oh, I mean, there we go. And, and another another interesting thing I didn't know about you. Yeah, there we go. So but, if you ever um, get a long email from me, you know, it didn't take me long to write. <laughs> <laughs> I told off for that many jobs. Because, I, you know, once, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so my dad, you know, he did national service and then he, well, went, went into British Telecom when it was still part of the civil service and was there all his life. And I mean, even before I worked for myself, you know, went freelance, became a contractor, however you describe it. I never really stayed in the job more than two years. Yeah. You know, and and that was always a bit of a, a mystery to my dad, how I'd keep sort of like jumping around. But yeah, I mean, in terms of sort of university, again, it was kind of, you know, I felt like that was, was what was expected. I, you know, had to do, well, when I did my A-levels, I had to do, I was, you know, I'm say encouraged in adverted commas to do sort of the classic subjects like history. I did history, psychology and theatre studies. So I don't know, maybe not completely traditional, but I mean, like in hindsight, I wish I'd done something like media studies. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think I think sort of my eyes are a lot more open, I guess, for my children, you know, and, and it can be a cliche of just, well, follow your heart. But I, I guess I'm a lot more aware of, you know, I just thought the only job you could get was to sit in an office in front of a computer, which is what I do. But I mean, I had always wanted to write for a living, which I do, and I'm, you know, often sort of say, well, if 16-year-old me could see me now, you know, yeah. he'd think I'd won, which again is, is like, but, you know, I don't necessarily feel that myself. I mean, well, the other day I was just sort of thinking, I know that I'd, I'd got made redundant from a job. Yeah. 
And I was like, I think I'm just going to become a bike courier because that was my favorite part of the day was cycling to work you know, yeah. when I was in London. And mom, you know, my mum's like, oh, oh, no, you can't do that. And, you know, and that's again, it was like, oh, well, I've got to be yeah. doing something where I'm using my brain because I've been told that, you know, throughout my life that yeah. I'm intelligent. So, you know, sort of now I'm thinking, oh, I, I, well, I I was at a memorial service for a family member uh, last yeah. week and I, I was sort of speaking to, uh, well, my cousin's cousin on the other side of the family. And he was just talking about how well, he's a support worker and also does some gardening work. And I was just like, ah, oh, that, you know, to me, that sounds like success. You know, it's like part of the year you're outside in nature creating. And then, you know, the other time you're, you know, doing good and, and you know, yeah. helping people that are a lot less fortunate than you. Doing something with your brain, yeah, that was always on the cards for me, right? And I never forget when, that was before I did my A-levels. Um, I was about to go to the States. I was in the States as a 15-year-old, um, a farm in Kansas as an exchange student. You know, we, we, we can talk about that some other time, don't worry. But um, interesting year. But, uh, you know, I said to my mom, I said, you know, I might just come back and be a car mechanic just to see how she reacts, right? I was in puberty, don't forget. I think I should have done it, right? Because I would have saved a lot of money, you know, repairing my jack and, and, and you know, <laughs> the, the cars. But, you know, ev every time I speak to people, like over the last 10 years now, 15 years probably, and, you know, I, I, I had hypnotherapy, I had coaches, et cetera, and they all go like, Polka, you should have studied psychology, you know? Mm. And I think I would have really enjoyed that. If I say it wasn't even on the cards because I was good in math, right? So... I was good in math. I wanted to know. I had a motorbike when, when I did my A-levels. I'm like, I wanted to know how to repair my motorbike. So I thought engineering is good and, and management. So if you asked me when I was five years old what I wanted to become, I always said, I want to become a manager. I want to hire and fire people. I always wanted to do that. And, and that's essentially what I'm doing. But I never had, if I say, a so skill. You, want, you wanted to be Donald Trump. Is that what you're saying? Um, not quite. <laughs> But there, there was an appeal to be a CEO. I mean, as, as I went through uni, um, a close mentor of mine, I, I, I always told him, I said, there, there are two ways my life can go. I'm either going to be the CEO of Daimler Chrysler or I'm going to be a shepherd in Australia. And I always yeah, had yeah. these two polarizing things in my, in my mind, right? This, I'm either going to be successful and have lots of money or I'm going to have, um, you know, nothing at all. And, you know, just like the Marlboro be happy. Man back in the days. Yeah, but be happy. Exactly. I'm that, somewhere that, in between now, which is not that, a bad thing. This is normal, right? This, this is just normal life. But no one fucking told me that, right? When I was 18, yeah. no one took me aside and said, by the way, Volker, there's probably a 1% chance you're going to be the CEO of <laughs> Tamla Chrysler. And there's hopefully a 10% chance or 90% chance you do not become the shepherd in Australia. Um, but maybe go out there and do it for a few years to get out of your system. But no one ever told me. And it's, you know, I'm not unhappy with my life. I'm very happy with my life. But it would have been nicer to know that life actually turns out, you know, not in detail, but that, that this is just normal. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, well, A, youth is wasted on the young. And, yeah. you know, hindsight's 2020, isn't it? It's, exactly. Well, you know, Steve Jobs, what is it? You've got a you've got to Next trust that the, the dots you know when you look back you can see that the dots kind of plot that path yeah 
if we had known. The the other point is, you know, when, once you're used to a certain salary, right? So you, you mentioned, you know, you worked in telemarketing, you worked in sales, you know, you you know, financials and, and so on. You know, it's it's very difficult to then go back and do, you know, something different. So if if I became a bike career now, it wouldn't be quite the salary I'm I'm, I'm making, mm. you know, in, in my current role. And that is fine if you don't have a mortgage and, you know, you don't have kids, you want to potentially put through uni, right? I mean, the, the, the university fees are a bit um, overinflated. And, you know, currently we're looking at an inflation of 9.1%, right? So unfortunately, our society is still ruled by money as well, right? So it's, it's not that easy, easily said at, you know, as I say, at 40 plus to say, you know what, I can actually just throw it all in. I'm going to go and become a gardener. You know, because I enjoy that much more. Mm. I've seen people doing that, and I yes. have so much respect for them. But it's almost easier to continue doing what you're doing because you you can continue living your life, living standard. So that's just another thought, you know, to to put out there. Well, sort of going back to what you were talking about, the whole like working thing. I mean, I actually met up with some guys that I used to share a co-working space with in a new co-working space this week, and. Yeah. It was one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm like, oh, well, it's easy just to sit in the bedroom or in, in, you know, the home office. And, you know, I haven't seen these guys for a while, but, you know, I basically I went and it's the most energized and productive I felt in a long time. But then there's other times where I know that, you know, if I, I want quiet and I want to get my head down, then home is the best place. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about the sort of the new way of working in the future episode. Exactly. We, we have lots of topics we, we, we want to talk about. So as, as I just said, we, we're trying to limit it to 45 minutes. If we go over, maybe we, we throw in a, a bonus episode. Um, so yeah, we, we hope you listeners enjoyed today. Um, it was a bit of a rambling, a bit of a background to, to where we're coming from, what we are thinking. Um, apologies if I swore too much. There is actually a stat that um, people whose first language isn't English swear more oh, really? because they don't have the same you know feeling for the language that's my excuse anyway i think you're just a potty mouth <laughs> isn't i'm sure there's some well maybe it's just one of these social media memes which means absolutely you know which is completely made up but i'm sure there's one that basically intelligent creative people swear more there we go but then obviously you know it's always the classic line is like oh you're intelligent you don't need to resort to those words to make your point but, yeah, it's just part anyway. of our language these days. But it was good to catch up with you, David, as, as always. Indeed. I mean, obviously, I, I do enjoy our conversations. That's why we start recording them. And I don't think we've decided on the on the topic for the next episode, but we have lots of topics we want to discuss and, you know, really focus on one. And, you know, anything, as, as I said, or as, as David pointed out earlier, right? So, so sleep is on there, midlife, midlife crisis, um, deaths of teenagers, fitness, Alcohol, I think alcohol is a big topic. Working from home, mindfulness, self-actualization, probably divorce. I mean, you can't get divorced. I could get divorced, not that I'm <laughs> planning to. Um, oh, you can't, right? You're, you're, you're not married. No, no. Uh, but it's a huge topic for, for, for men at our age, right? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, again, funnily enough, I saw a neighbor yesterday when I was out walking the dog. So what are you up to this weekend? He's like, oh, we're off to a, well, he said, we're off to a wedding. Aren't you looking after George? like his son i'm like oh yeah. yeah yeah that does ring a bell actually but um but yeah he's like it's the second marriage i went to the first one and yeah. you know now i'm going to the second one i'm like yeah that's the age <laughs> that's the stage of life where we are it, it, it is and uh 
in our life is ever so changing, which makes life so interesting, which is why I guess we're both still here because we enjoy living. And the only, the only constant in life is change. It is. And we, we're going to talk about tattoos because I have that tattooed on my um, right rib cage. Um, really? With Japanese uh, letters. Yeah, yeah. Ah, right. So there we go. One, one of my many tattoos I got in the last two years. Anyway, that's a topic for another time. So thank you so much for, for listening to, to this week's episode. And we're back in a couple of weeks' time with well, a new topic. Out, yep, check out the website, manupdown.com, manupdown.com. Uh, do we have an email set up yet? Yeah, we, we, we do. David or Volker at manupmandown.com. Oh, isn't it manupdown? Oh, yeah, com. you're right. Sorry. That's all right. To- total beginner's mistake for the first yeah. episode. <laughs> and we, we put all that in the show notes, including our, you know, Instagram and social media links we, 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 we have. Yeah, look us up. Reach out to us. If you want to have topics you want to talk about, plan is to, to record a few episodes just the two of us and then get some expert speakers in as well so stay and, tuned you know, and obviously uh you know if there's anything that has affected you that we've discussed in this episode or well, get in touch um or you know we'll put some uh, links to mental health charities in the yeah. show notes as well definitely um, we don't want to upset anyone so you know it's a bit of banter it's a bit of fun but also some serious topics which which hopefully it's, it's useful to to reflect for you as well. Yeah, we just um, want to get, you know, I guess, talk about the things that we often feel awkward talking about with our friends yeah. and, you know, to our detriment. So anyway, so, so thanks for listening. dysfunction should be on there as well. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we talk about more topics next time. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode feel free to reach out to Volker or David via our website, www.manupdown.com or podcast at manupdown.com with any feedback or to let us know what topics you'd like us to cover in the future. Hear you again soon.